it's like a polarization that's happening where everyone's getting very caught up in what they think they're supposed to do for exercise and so you have that camp of people that are physically capable or have the mental toughness or whatever it is that allows them to like adhere to what they think they're supposed to be doing to do these high intensity workouts on a regular basis and then you have the camp of people that it's not the right kind of exercise for them but because they think they're supposed to be doing it they just don't do anything at all hey there beautiful souls welcome to the Teresa talks podcast i am Teresa, your host i am an identity coach that helps women discover their true identity and feel empowered. Each week, we're going to be diving into everything from motherhood, marriage, and beyond. I'll even be answering your questions so that we can stop stressing, stop the suffering, and enjoy some guilt-free living. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, and I can't wait to connect with you. Hello, beautiful souls. I am so excited for today's episode here on The Ritual Queen. It is going to be our first guest expert for you guys. And today joining us is going to be Jess Rowe. She is a health and fitness coach who helps her clients rebuild their health and fitness while using holistic strategies and corrective exercise to reconnect with their bodies, create healthy habits that last so that they can live their healthy life of their dreams. That sounds so beautiful. And I know that you guys are going to benefit and get so many golden nuggets from her today. So welcome, Jess. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. So this is such a topic that's near and dear to my heart because it is it's, um, we're in the thick of it. <laughs> I am in the thick of it. It's true. <laughs> yes. And my husband's a firefighter, so he's often away at work for like days at a time. So it's just me with the kids a lot of the time. Um, and so I also live with a chronic illness called hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, it's a genetic disorder. So it basically just means my body doesn't produce collagen quite right, so I'm extra stretchy, and my bones just don't really stay together very well. Mm. So um, that was something I didn't find out about until after I had my kids, when I'm over here trying to be a mom, I'm trying to start a health and fitness business, and yet my own health was just deteriorating rapidly. So I was struggling with, you know, being a mom, like, what does that mean? You're totally redefining your identity and um, really trying to find that time to be yourself while being the mom you want to be. And for me, you know, it's also trying to identify as a health and fitness coach and yet I couldn't handle my own health. (laughs) So that was a really big challenge. So it was, truly a blessing, I guess, when I finally got diagnosed with the disorder so I could start handling it properly. It totally changed my approach to health and fitness um, because I had to be aware of my body and I had to reconnect with my body, especially after having babies. Because like once you've had babies, your body is never the same. No. 
everything yeah. is in new places. <laughs> it is. It really is. And um, especially being in the health and fitness industry already, you know, there's that huge push to like get your body back after baby. And so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to work through that kind of identity crisis and really accept that there's no going back into your pre-baby body once you've had babies. You've gone from being a girl to a woman, a mother, and there's no going back. So there is a lot of learning to deal with that and really embrace my mom body and who I am now. So that's been kind of my story is, is really embracing who I am now and finding my health and fitness through that lens. I love that so much. Embracing the mom body. That's yeah. yeah, I love that. And it's so true, especially like you said, with being in that world of mm -hmm. health and fitness and you just see all these people that, you know, it's like three days after having a baby, their six pack is back and you're like, really? Is that real? Like, so I love that you are shining a light on the realness of, of being a mom and what that means. So that's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. And I'd never heard of, of the disease that you, that you suffer from. So that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Is it something that what just came about in your life or has it always been there? So it's a genetic disorder. So I was born this way. Okay. I have a very long history of I, like health issues that were a huge variety of symptoms. And so doctors never knew what to do with it. It always got written off as growing pains or um, like some unidentifiable stomach issue or anxiety. It was always something else. And it, it really didn't get properly addressed until I started talking with some friends who were physical therapists and they're like, you know, we've been seeing this a lot in kids, your particular symptom set, and it might be hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos. So you should look into that. And so I looked it up and I was like, oh my gosh, it's not in my head. It's not IBS and it's not anxiety. It's an actual thing. Oh, that's so freeing almost, I guess, whenever you are finally diagnosed with, with something. And I mean, nobody ever wants there to be something wrong with them, but when you know yes. in your core that something is not right and you are constantly being told that you're fine, you're fine to, to actually get that diagnosis is it's yeah. really freeing. So I'm, I'm glad that you were able to achieve that. And thank goodness for your friends that were able to, yes. to see that. Yes. So how has that diagnosis and then embracing the motherhood and the fitness and how has that affected your actual fitness side of things? I know when we were talking before you had said, you know, that you're more of corrective Mm -hmm. exercise you kind of like to connect on that level versus the high intensity so can you tell us a little bit about that yeah so oh gosh where to start so for me I was very inactive as a child and the more I have learned about my particular condition the more I've learned that that inactivity really led to a lot of the pain and issues I was dealing with as I got older 
Um, so all the people that seem to have very few symptoms from um, hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos, um, they've been very active from a very young age and specifically been doing a lot of like strength training and um, like really getting in tune with their bodies and being very aware of their bodies from a young age. So like the best example is a lot of the contortionists in like Cirque du Soleil yeah. have hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. Interesting. So what allows them to be so bendy, but to be that contortionist, they have to be incredibly strong and incredibly aware of their bodies. Mm. And so with this particular condition, the stronger you can get, the less you have symptoms, the better off you are. And so like through discovering that and even starting physical therapy when I was in high school, I realized how important exercise was because I'd avoided it because I thought it made it worse. Mm, gotcha. the doctors, doctors had always tell, told me to just avoid physical activity because okay. it seemed to make the pain worse because I wasn't doing it right. Okay. I was very weak and I was just doing high intensity stuff the way kids like to run and play and beat on each other, you know? Right. <laughs> so yeah, like it, that made the pain worse, but the trick was not just not being active. It was mm. just being active in the right ways. And so, um, like my kids now as, as a mom, my kids have a 50% chance of getting this, okay. of me having passed it to them. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's very important for me to model that proper exercise for them and model just being aware of their bodies and being strong and really valuing what their bodies are capable of. So... I had to figure out how to manage the pain. I had to figure out how to deal with this issue. And so I've been in physical therapy off and on for the last two years, really kind of reframing how I look at fitness and how I look at the human body. Because before I was always trying to do how much exercise I thought I was supposed to do. You know, you're, you're supposed to work out for 30 to 60 minutes a day. You're supposed to do these high intensity workouts to get the biggest bang for your buck. Right. And I, even scaling that back, I would still get really intense pain flare-ups. And so I finally landed in physical therapy where they're like, you're still pushing too hard. The, you have to scale it back. You have to do less than you think you can or should. And through that, through like totally redoing my mindset, I've been able to actually reconnect with my body and like build a trusting relationship with my body where I know my true limits, not the limits I think I should have. I know my real limits. And now I know how I can like gently push them to start reaching more fitness goals, but I can do it without hurting myself. So I love modeling that for my kids too. Like just yesterday, my husband and I took the kids out to one of our high school tracks and just like he and I each did our own runs. And then we played with the kids and kind of introduced them to some cool like track style workouts, I guess. Yeah. But really letting them listen to their bodies too. Like when they were tired, we let them sit down and we're like, now you have to keep pushing. Right. No, if you're tired, let's pause. Oh, that's such a beautiful and important lesson. I think for all of us to take for ourselves as well as to pass on to our kids that we really need to learn to, to listen to our bodies. And that's such a beautiful statement that you had said 
So I really, I really want our listeners to soak that in because I think it's really important. Um, even not even just for somebody who, you know, like you and, and I know a lot of your clients who have those underlying health issues, but I think just in general, more people would probably be willing to accept that they, your body needs movement, you know, and fitness on a daily basis, but maybe not necessarily in the way that the societal norm mm-hmm. says that you do. Absolutely. And it's, I see so much of this. It's like a polarization that's happening where everyone's getting very caught up in what they think they're supposed to do for exercise. And so you have that camp of people that are physically capable or have the mental toughness or whatever it is that allows them to like adhere to what they think they're supposed to be doing to do these high intensity workouts on a regular basis. And then you have the camp of people that it's not the right kind of exercise for them, but because they think they're supposed to be doing it, they just don't do anything at all. Right. And so then they kind of go down that spiral of like the deteriorating health, losing their fitness, really disliking their bodies when it's like, there's actually a happy medium. You can, you can change what you think you're supposed to do and just start enjoying your body a little bit more. I love that. And like, I think that's for everybody, right? Like you would take that approach, whether you have an underlying condition or not. Yes. Yes. And that's why, because when I was first starting this business, you know, I, I was so passionate about helping people that were in my position, you know, because there are so many people out there who have been living with this condition and never been diagnosed because it's just not well understood. So Initially, my geneticist was saying, oh, this is like a one in 500,000 kind of chance. And now they're realizing that, no, this hypermobility issue, it's more of like a spectrum. So like some people might be on the the far end of being very hypermobile and have Ehlers-Danlos, but other people are just very hypermobile and they still deal with pain and issues from it, even though they might not be as far enough as EDS. And so they still benefit from taking this approach. And so I was realizing like it's it's useful to talk about it so people who have EDS can get diagnosed, but at the same time, it's like you just said, it's so applicable to absolutely everyone, whether you're hypermobile or even inflexible, you know? Right. It's so useful to just let's start reframing exercise completely. Yeah, I love that. Perception and mindset can do such wonders for you and so many areas of your life, but fitness is, is a big one and and nutrition also, because like for me, I know growing up, it was like, it was, there was never any focus on like fitness. It just wasn't common term in our household. Like, like you guys, you and your husband taking your kids outside to do the track and the play. Like, I love that because that's instilling the thought of fitness being fun and not forced and hated. Mm -hmm. And that's more so the mindset that I grew up with. And so now, even as an adult, I have my own, you know, health issues. And as I get older, it gets a little bit harder. (laughs) And so I know that it's so important just for my overall wellness but I have carried that, you know, mindset with me that I have to do this and I hate it. So, yeah. yeah. So I love that you're working on getting that reframed for people. 
Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. So then also let's talk about the nutrition side of things. Okay. I know that you have like a different approach to that as well mm-hmm. than the typical very strict like keto or a Weight Watchers, like you just have a whole different approach to it. So can you talk to us about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I I have to say first, like I'm not a nutritionist or registered dietitian, so I can't give anyone nutrition advice, (laughs) but I can share my philosophy on that. And my biggest thing is that a healthy diet is not one size fits all. So um, going back to my hypermobile thing, um, I talk a lot about that, but um, it, it comes with a lot of gut issues because your whole gut is lined with collagen. So if you don't make collagen right, your gut's messed up, basically. So um, I've learned how to manage gut issues that are very similar to kind of like irritable bowel syndrome. And I know a lot of people have that. Thank you standard American diet. Exactly. Um, And people don't even know that they have it, but they know that their gut is not right. Yeah. Well, and it's so crazy because I think like we're so used to it and it's kind of, kind of gross sometimes. So people don't want to talk about it. Um, But yeah, like all those weird gut issues that make you need to take Pepto-Bismol, those are actually not normal. Right. And those actually can be managed instead of with a medicine with your diet, which is amazing. But the thing with diet is, so how you process your food is going to depend on each individual person because every single person has their own set of bacteria living in their gut. And no two people's gut bacteria are the same. And so no two people's diet is going to work perfectly for everyone. Um, And so like for my process, I ended up doing like an an elimination diet Mm -hmm. to really identify what foods were triggering my symptoms. Mm -hmm. Because yes, there's kind of like the standard set of foods that tend to cause issues for a lot of people. Um, Like you hear a lot about like people going gluten free, like gluten's a big one, or just processed sugar is a big one. Mm -hmm. Um, Dairy for a lot of people. But not always. Um, it's not like, it's not always the case that you need to remove those. And so for me doing that elimination diet was super useful to identify that like it was actually soy (laughs) for me and grains in general, like all grains, whether it's gluten or not. And what was the other one? Beans. There's a huge push right now for like a plant-based diet. Half of the stuff that they recommend to eat on a plant-based diet, especially to get enough protein in your diet, I cannot eat because it destroys my gut. Wow. So um, that's where, because I was vegan, like very like hardcore vegan for a long time. And like looking back, I realized I actually hit the lowest point in my health while I was vegan. Now, of course, I'm not going to blame that fully on being vegan, but like a lot of my gut issues went away when I started eating meat again. Wow. So, and like I said, you have this huge push for like a plant-based diet, but anytime you start getting dogmatic about eating is where you get the issues. So I think it goes back to what you said earlier with just being in tune with your body. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that because I think that it's so important, not only on the fitness and movement side of things, but also on the nutrition, because like you said, it doesn't, 
work the same for everybody and you mm -hmm. really need to learn to be in tune with your body to yes. get the best results for you. Yes. And for you, it all started with your health conditions, but for somebody that maybe doesn't have that underlying condition or no, mm -hmm. um, what would you suggest would be a good first maybe step to take towards reframing your life around your approach that you teach? The biggest thing is really just starting to take a little time to actually listen to your body instead of being upset with your body that it's not working the way you want it to. And that's probably the hardest part, but it's also the most important step. I found that just keeping like a little running log of how I was feeling each day was really useful. That way, um, if I was trying something new, I could actually kind of document how it was truly affecting me. Like, did doing this exercise, did that make my pain worse the next day? Yes, it did. I'm not going to do that exercise again. Or um, I ate this meal that had these ingredients in it, and then I had these issues afterwards. So maybe there's something in that meal that was bothering me. So really kind of being able to take that space to start recognizing how is your body responding to things because your body is super smart like it knows what it needs and it's trying to tell you but it can't speak english or whatever <laughs> language you speak you know just like a baby if you're a mom like you understand you're learning how to communicate with your baby through their cues and if you treat your body more like how you learn to communicate with your baby start recognizing your body's cues and don't get mad at it. Like you wouldn't get mad at your baby for, for crying because it's hungry. So start trying to find what your body needs. That is amazing. I love everything you just said and how you just put that in such relatable terms. Because I think that we are all so guilty of being mad at our bodies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that is such a oh I love that reframe so much and I'm I'm totally using that myself because that's a beautiful way to learn to connect with yourself and I keeping a, a log mm -hmm. is a beautiful I, I absolutely love that it, it's just it's so good I can't stop saying the term beautiful because it's all just so good so you guys listen up and go out grab a journal start keeping track of what you are doing, what you're eating, what your movement is every day. And listen to Jess, because this girl knows what she's talking about. Thank you so much for that. That was amazing. Um, and then let, let's also real quick, I know that you do a lot with holistic strategies. Mm -hmm. um, so what are some kind of tips that you can share on the, on the holistic side of your fitness and health? Um, I think the biggest thing is really finding ways to connect with your body. So probably my, my biggest holistic strategy really is that coming back and listening to your body. Um, I use a strategy of checking in on a daily and weekly basis, using that log to really track progress because generally a lot of people struggle with feeling like they're not making any progress and they feel like they're doing all this work, but nothing's happening. And when they start keeping those logs, they start seeing the trends and they start seeing that they're actually making a lot more progress than they think they're making. So um, I'd say 
my holistic strategies are more of just bringing a lot more awareness and intention to your approach towards your health and fitness. Um, and then like personally, I really, I have never done well with medications. Mm -hmm. I'm really leery of stuff that has a ton of side effects listed. And so I really like using things like stress management techniques, relaxation techniques. Breathing is a huge one for me that I come back to. It's like one of the first things I teach people is how to breathe properly, both to reduce stress as well as to engage their core properly, which is super important for moms recovering from pregnancy. Yes. <laughs> um, so like breathing is just amazing because it's, it's the most natural thing you could do with your body and it covers your stress management, your relaxation. It helps you sleep better. It helps improve your core and recover. It's, it's phenomenal. So that's probably my favorite approach. Yeah. I, I learned that through my meditation practice. Yeah how important it is and how much impact and change that just simply breathing can have. So definitely love that and recommend that for certain. Oh, so good. And then another thing that I would like you to tell our listeners about is I noticed it this morning when I was um, looking at your Facebook, but you do monthly meal plans that you just share and they are, uh, there's, they look so good. I can't wait to try some of the recipes myself, but so why don't you tell us a little bit about that and then also where our listeners can connect with you. All right. So yeah, every month um, I do my family's meal plan once a month. I could probably spend all day, every day, like browsing Pinterest for recipes. So, <laughs> the rabbit I, hole. <laughs> yeah. And then I could spend the rest of my time playing in the kitchen. Um, so I'm a bit of a foodie. So I try to limit myself. So once a month, I sit down for like an hour or two and I put together our whole meal plan for the month. Um, and that's actually, I've got a cool freebie that I created so other people can actually use my process to do that. But yeah, so I just, I put my family's meal plan together and then I post it for everyone else to get some inspiration or follow it if they want. Um, I like to think it's pretty healthy. It's not like nutritionist recommended, but it's what <laughs> I eat. And <laughs> so it's, I have a lot of fun sharing that. So. It's probably healthier than most American diet. So it, I'd say it's a nice ease into the transition. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, I like sharing it because it shows that you can eat healthy foods and they're not boring or tasteless. They're actually really amazingly delicious. And the pictures, they look so good. So yeah, definitely check it out. So if somebody wants to check out your meal plan or grab your freebie to learn how you do your process, where would, where can we find you? Um, so my website is studyinfitness.com. Um, and I can give you the link for that. Um, but everything you want is on there. It's um, when you go onto that main page, you can kind of decide, do you want to start with food? Do you want to start with health? Do you want to start with fitness? 
and it'll kind of lead you down the respective rabbit holes. <laughs> Perfect. One-stop shopping, my friends. That's what we are all about as mamas. We need to condense as much as possible and get the biggest bang for our buck in our little pockets of time that we find for ourselves. So we will definitely link Jess up in the show notes for you guys to go check out all of those amazing offers that she has available for us. So you can follow her. And if you are feeling called to work with her, we will make sure that we get you that information. So Jess, this has been amazing. You have shared such good nuggets for all of our listeners and for myself. And I'm so excited that you took the time to join us today. So thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Perfect. All right, beautiful souls. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I hoped that you enjoyed all of this wonderful knowledge. Go check out Jess in the show notes and connect with her. All of my social media is also in the notes for you to connect. Make sure you drop your questions for me to answer on our next solo episode. And until then, I hope you guys have a beautiful day. Thank you so much, beautiful souls, for tuning into the Teresa Talks podcast. I really hope that you discovered something new and that you found value in this episode. If you did, I would so appreciate it if you could drop a five-star rating. It really means the world to me and helps us continue to grow this amazing community. Now, if you want your question answered, reach out to me on social media, drop those questions, and you just might be featured on an upcoming episode. All of my Instagram, Facebook information is listed in the show notes, and make sure that you tag me. Until next time, let's continue to restore our true identities and feel empowered.